0: Hey, good morning and uh, welcome to the the <laughs> Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group. Um, good to be with you. Just turn on some lights here. If you're coming on to replay, great to have you with me. And uh, if you manage to hop on live, great to have you with me as well. This is the Sunday Conversation. Um, this is your host, Sean. And um, I'm just uh, really wanting to share some thoughts with you as they come to me um, every Sunday. just a conversation and there's no preaching not trying to uh, show how great my gifting is here or anything just a discussion with you of just some pertinent thoughts that we need to think about you know this week i i uh, sent a message to someone from proverbs and it says guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life and it's interesting that um (laughs) <laughs> my, my phone is uh, registering my voice as well. That's f- so funny. Um, let me just read this to you f- from what I sent him this week. Uh, let me just find it for you quickly, um, if I can. Gosh, it's amazing how quickly... All my text messages heap up in my inbox here. All right, so... Um, It says this in, um, in Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart, your mind, your thoughts above all else. So the thing about it is oftentimes what we're doing is we're equating heart with a blood pump. We're equating heart with, uh, with this. But the Bible, mostly when it's talking about heart, it's talking about the very core of your mindset of how you think. And he says, "God, how you think. God, your mind, God, how you think, how you process things above all else, for it determines. I like this, for it determines the course of your life. Other translations say for out of it flow the issues of life or the energies of life or the the course of life. But this one talks about the course of your life out of that above all else for it determines the course of your life how you think how you process your thinking processes you see you've got to understand that we are spirit soul and body and our spirit is totally perfect because if you are if jesus is the lord of your life if you've made him your lord then um, what has, what has happened is you've become a new creature in Christ according to 2 Corinthians 5 um, 17 and and because you're a new creature in Christ, you are totally righteous 2 Corinthians 5:21 for God made him who knew no sin to be sin that we may become to be sin on our behalf that we may become the righteousness of God in him. You, you're totally in spirit. You're totally justified. You're totally restored. You're totally restored back to your mandate of the Garden of Eden. You're placed back into being a son of God like Adam was. To relate to God like Adam did. Back to your authority. Back to your, rulers, your place of rulership. Over and having dominion over the works of the hands of, God, of of God's creation. You've been restored back to that. But what stops us from going back to that? What stops us from stepping back into that place? Is this thing. Is our mindset. Our souls need to get saved. That's what James tells us. Our souls need to get saved. The thing about it is 1 John chapter 4, 4 says that. Um, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater. I mean, did, did you get that? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In fact, let us let me just go because there's more to that little scripture than, than that. Um, actually, I don't want to lose that scripture because I want to come back to that. But um, let's talk about one. Oh, gosh. Because this is the the kind of thing we we um we forget you know and or we've just never realized or we 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 agree with it we we know it we have an just a knowing of it you know but we don't know it down on the core of who we are on the the deepest part of our mindset and he says little children believers you are of god You are of God and you belong to him and have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist. Listen to this. You have already overcome them. You have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist. I'm reading from the Amplified. Because he who is in you, because. So you're an overcomer you're of a are of God you belong to him and you have already overcome them the agents of antichrist because he who is in you because because he who is in you is greater than satan who is in the world who's and he talks about of, of sinful mankind. So the influence, the power behind mankind, behind the systems of this world, more so than just mankind, it's like the, who's behind the systems, this Antichrist spirit in the world. He was in you is greater than him. You know, one day I was reading this scripture and I thought to myself, you know, it's, and I started just declaring, I started saying, is that he who is in me is wiser, is more knowledgeable, has more understanding, has, has more creativity, has more innovation, has deeper insight, has greater vision, has, gr- has more authority, has more dominion. Than the agents of the world. Than Satan who is in the world. Than the spirit that's in in this cosmos. In the systems of this world. You have everything on the inside of you. You belong to him. You are of God little children. You are of God sons of God. And you belong to him. You belong to him. You belong to him and until we get that that we don't belong to man we don't belong to the systems of this world we definitely don't belong to any man I don't care priest prophet or Prince we don't belong to them we belong to him none of them no pastor no prophet no Prince (laughs) no priest Paid with their blood for me. When Jesus redeemed us. Redeemed means to deem means to purchase. Re means to purchase again or to purchase back. And we've been purchased back. We've been redeemed and purchased back It's. I really want you to think about this. <laughs> that you are of God. Your source is of God. Most people in the world are trying to find their identity. They're trying to find their identity in their ethnicity or in their culture, um, or you know, in um, whatever they're trying to find identity in. In sports stars, in superheroes, in uh you know, they're trying to find the identity identity in in man, in in some leader somewhere. But our identity is we are from him and we belong to him, and we have overcome them. And I'm not them as in people, but we've overcome. The spirits, the agents of Antichrist, the spirit behind this whole mess that's going on, this whole cabal that's going on around us. What inspires, what influences that? We have overcome that. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than Satan who is inspiring, influencing, driving all of that. Of course, we know that I mean, isn't that just powerful? It you know, isn't that just absolutely so powerful? Let's let me just have a look at another one here from Ephesians chapter two. And he says this, he says, um, and you he made alive when you were spiritually dead, and you were separated from him. You were see that. In your old life, before Jesus became Lord, you were separated from him because of your transgressions and sins. So you were separated, your transgressions and sins separated, in which you walked. And you were following the ways of the world influenced by this present age in accordance with the prince. Listen to this. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work In the disobedient the unbelieving who fight against the purposes of God among these unbelievers we all once lived in the passions of our flesh our behavior governed by the sinful self indulging the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind see that of the sinful mind we were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath just like the rest Of mankind we were by nature children under the sentence of God's judgment or wrath just like the rest of mankind but and then we know it goes on to say but God but God (laughs) aren't you aren't you happy that there's a but God not but man but God but God being so very rich in mercy because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins he made us spiritually alive together with Christ for his grace his uh, his undeserved favor and mercy you have been saved from God's judgment and he raised us up so so when you were spiritually dead and separated from him <laughs> his great wonderful love came to you And he made you again alive, spiritually alive, together with Christ. For by grace you are saved through faith and he raised us up together with him. He raised you up. Where? Back to the place. Back to heaven? No. Back to the place. Back to your standing with your Father in righteousness where you are a son and, and a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And he's seated with you, listen to this, in heavenly places, because you are in Christ Jesus. And he did this so that in the ages to come, he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassed riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. By providing for our redemption. Redemption being redeemed. Alright? For it is by grace that you have been saved delivered from judgment given eternal life through faith and this is not of yourselves not through your own effort religion likes to give make effort you've got to do it you've got to be seen you've got to you've got to be doing stuff otherwise you're not acceptable that's religion but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God not a result of your own works not nor your attempts to keep the law So that you, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way. We are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually, spiritually transformed, renewed and ready to be used for good works. You see, when it's motivated by the spirit, it's a different story when it's motivated by the spirit, different story. Because God prepared those for us beforehand. He set our destiny, our purpose. You're not here on this earth for no purpose. You didn't get saved just to go to heaven or just to go to church. Jesus didn't call you out of darkness into his light so you can go to church. Jesus didn't call you out of darkness into his light just so you can go to heaven. Jesus called you out of darkness into light. Called you out of the kingdom, out of of the, the tyranny of darkness, out of the rule and the power of darkness. The prince of the power of the air. And he's placed you in the kingdom of light. He's redeemed you. He's restored you. Put you back in that place with privileges and benefits. He's put you back there. Why? Because you have a purpose, an assignment on the earth to represent him, to reflect him in everything that you do. To do your good works and your good works is not to try and gain his approval or some man's approval i got really you know the thing that really i didn't understand know what was happening in my early days but when i first got saved and, and I, you know i loved going to church i loved being around god's people i loved i loved my pastor i wanted to you know i i i adored him i worshipped him nearly he was my hero and, uh, and I just wanted to do anything I could for him and for the church and for, you know, because I thought, you know, God would be pleased with that. But the more, the closer I got, the more I did, the more I realized is that nothing will please the man. Nothing will please the system. It's just like I'm working, working, and you're never good enough. You're never, ever good enough while you are doing stuff To please the man, you're good enough. But when you stop pleasing the man, you're not good enough. And you get rejected. And we've got to get to the place that we realize that we're not... Our work work that we created for is not to please man. It's not to fulfill a law. It's not to fulfill some expectation. But it's so that we can fulfill the purpose of God in the earth. And I'd love to talk about that sometime. It's just... You know, why do we have pastors, prophets, evangelists, pastors, apostles, teachers? Why are they here? Are they here so we can please them, so that we can do what they tell us to do as far as, you know, building their ministry, building their name, building their church in the name of so-called us? But it's actually their vision. It's their thing. And, you know, how many times I was told is like, your vision is not my vision. And I'm going, what? Um, In fact, that's, I I had that. One pastor fired me. He said, your vision is not my vision. I didn't even know what he was talking about. He sat me down in front of him and said, your vision is not my vision. Take your check and leave. And I said, what, what, what? I, I did not understand anything that he was talking about. Years later, I found out that he thought I was talking to somebody else that had a different vision to him and that I was being disloyal to him and his vision and therefore um, two visions is division division you know die means two so this is division and so you don't belong here out you go take your check and run and it's just like I was a young guy. I I loved him. I loved what we were doing. I loved the church. I loved everything else. But I found out afterwards is that that was God setting me free, preparing me for this message. (laughs) Because I I just I loved I loved the church. I loved him. I loved You know, I loved what we were doing. We were growing church. Things were happening. I was involved. But it was never enough. It was never good enough. I wasn't good enough. You know, I I had a background that I was insecure and unsure and um, intimidated by people Um, and so I just, you know, I never could communicate properly. I couldn't speak properly. I I didn't know how to do things properly. I, I wanted to with all my heart and God was using me. I mean, people were getting healed and filled with the Spirit and getting saved everywhere I went. It didn't matter what I did, you know, it's just things happened. And the last thing you should think is that it's you, you know, is like look how great I am. It wasn't it wasn't me. It was what God was doing. So what is God doing in your life? You know, and and so things are happening, but I didn't know how to talk to him. And and he always uh, kind of overlooked me on everything. And then it gets to the places like your vision is not my vision. But that's not the place of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Their vision is to to enhance your vision to help you find your purpose so that you can do the works that you design for not the works that he's designed for or she's designed for i know that sort of is a sacred cow but you know that's just the truth of the matter when it says apostle prophets evangelists pastors teachers are, are you know given as gifts to equip the saints and so For what? To work in a ministry? No. To develop their ministry so they can do works of service. And what is the work of service? So they can grow up into maturity and contribute their purpose to the body of Christ, their purpose to the earth, to be agents of who God's called them to be. And so, you know, that's really what we need to understand. We call to do that. So... This is just my thoughts. I've got no notes prepared for this. I'm just sharing with you from my heart, just things that have uh, stood out to me. And so we need to understand is like, so what I started off with is one John chapter four verse four, is that you belong to God. You are of Him. Your identity is in Him. Don't try and identify with another man's vision, with another man's ministry. Paul says. One says I'm of Paul another of a policy says you are still like babies you're still immature you're still insecure you're still trying to identify to a man he said, God knows I don't want anything to do with Paul one one plants one waters we cannot discern that yet that it when it's time for you to plant you plant but when somebody else comes along with waters step back it's not planting time let them have. The, the, the authority or let them have the measure of rule to now bring their part. Let them have the measure of rule to, to be the, the planter, the sower, whatever it is, the nurturer. But we, we want to make the nurturer king of all. You know, it's like we, we are going to be this apostolic organization, one apostle. One guy said to me, he said, I'm the apostle, no other apostles around here. I'm the only one that has the revelation, nobody else. Everybody should be coming to me, not to you. I said, what? That's like contrary to everything of the kingdom of God. I said, immediately I know, this guy is all about himself, he's a cult. He's just all about himself, he's so self-centered, he cannot see anybody else. Or acknowledge any other gifting, unless in his mind, it's a lesser gifting. And we've got to be careful that we don't get onto that, and we kind of, that's what religion does. Religion sets up the bishop, the priest, the, uh, the bishop, the archbishop, you know, the, the Pope, as over everybody else, more spiritual than anybody else, greater than, you know, more c- connection with God. I think sometimes the people have more connection with God than those people do, in their purpose. I'm not saying, it's, it's like wrong, I'm just going like, in their purpose. And we've got to acknowledge that people's purpose is important. Your purpose is important. God values your purpose in the kingdom of God. And you are of God, little ones. You are of God. You are of God. You belong to Him, 1 John 4, 4 says. And you have overcome The world, you've overcome the spirit of Antichrist that's in the world, because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. You are, you have the greater one living inside of you. Our problem is, is this, not this, not our spirit man, not our heart pump, not us. Our spirit man is right with God, as I said earlier, but it's our mindset. And this takes immense, immense uh, effort. If I can use the word effort. To and it is it takes discipline. It takes meditation. Meditation takes discipline. Renewing of the mind takes discipline that you may be transformed. I read something today um, in a post. that said an egg that's broken on the outside destroys what's on the inside. But an egg that breaks from the inside brings forth new life. And we've got to be careful that we not allowing things to break us from the outside. Religion will break you from the outside. The world will break you from the outside. The spirit of Antichrist will break you from the outside the the distress the, the anxiety the concerns the pressure the crisis the the dynamics the culture the society the the ethnicities of this world will break you from the outside and destroy life on the inside but when you have when you have transformational life coming from your paradigm from your mindset from how you think when you have it coming from the inside something brings forth life from the inside out because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world the greater one the one who has more wisdom more knowledge more strength more power more ability more capacity more ideas more pro- wealth more prosperity more insight more more everything he lives on the inside of you and you belong to him you are of him, not of man, not of a system of a man, not of organizations of a man. When they try and control you, you've got to know this is an antichrist spirit. I don't care if it's in the church or not. Unfortunately, we've got too many people that go with that. Jesus said, it shall not be so among you. You will not control one another. But today, I want, you know, don't f- try and find your your uh, your identity in anything else other than him and don't try and find your your ability your capacity your rulership your authority in anything else other than who is on the inside of you he will teach you he will direct you let me say this about this at this point in time now i'm getting a bit excited i'm sorry but i'm a little bit excited now thank you gamma um the thing about it is is that and I'm excited because I, I want to share this with you I want you to get this so much um, we're going into times right now when we're going to have to know the greater one on the inside of us listen I, I shared with you this week I think it was Friday or I can't remember Thursday or Friday but it is like information out there is is changed. We are receiving disinformation. And the forces of Satan are sharing, sharing what they want to see in the earth prevalently. They're not hiding it anymore. Before it was all hidden stuff. Today it's not hidden. They're telling us exactly what they're going to do and they're implementing it. Now, as Christians, we've got to wake up and realize this is what's going on in the world. The Antichrist spirit is working, always has been, but now it's ramping up. We're at a time right now, we are at a, a congruence of times. We're at this, um, there's a special word for it, but I can't think of it now, but we're Times are all coming together. it feels like I mean there's been other times that are probably before the second World War and before the first world War they all felt the same. but I feel like we we're starting to see the blatant declaration of the the world power intent. The sp- Prince of the power of the air is openly declaring his intent, openly declaring what he sees, what he what he wants his agenda is the right word. And in this time, the one thing that we're going to have to listen to is the Holy Spirit within us. We are going to have to. He will tell us, listen, don't go this way, go that way. He will say, don't follow that follow this remember jesus said that i think i read that in matthew 24 he said you know some will say come here into the wilderness and come here into the desert and come here and and uh, uh you know and he said don't do it because i'm that's not me kind of thing and and you know we we kind of want to gather and follow the crowd follow the trends listen to everybody and we're not getting our minds renewed so the life will flow we've got to become spiritually minded We've got to become Spirit-led, Spirit-taught, and Spirit-guided. At times, you know, I think we're going to be in times where the Bible is going to be totally outlawed. I think we're getting there. I think we're going to be get there. And what are you led by then? You know, the book of Acts, the, 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 the Christians and the believers in the book of Acts, all they did was listen. They they heard the 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 stories being told about what jesus did the gospels were only written you know a hundred years later and so we've got to we've got to realize is that you know we may not have scripture but we have the spirit of god We, we have to know the scripture that we can share with one another we can tell we can tell about what we know, what we've read, what we've learned from the Word of God, because it's become part of us. The truth is part of us. We live that truth every day, not because we have a head knowledge, not because you know. If if people are preaching stuff that we you know listen to, what you you is being preached is like is this person preaching what's in the Bible? Is this 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 person preaching the heart of God, the spirit of God, or are they preaching? their ideas their vision you know their ministry th- th- whatever listen to this scripture i want to, this is a scripture that god gave me this morning was john chapter 5 verse 42 to 44 it jesus says this in verse 43 or rather 43 he says this i have come in my father's name and with his power or his authority and you do not receive me because your minds listen to this are closed You don't receive me because your minds are closed. You receive them, but you don't receive me because your minds are closed. But if another comes in his own name and with no authority or no power except his own, you will receive him and give your approval to an imposter, to somebody. Jesus calls them imposters. Were they preaching? Yes. Were they they doing what it looks like right yes is it because they come they come they come in their own name but uh you receive them but they're preaching with no no other authority or power except their own but you give uh, you receive them and give approval to them how can you believe in me when you seek and receive glory and approval from one another and yet you do not seek the glory and approval which comes from the one and only god the father I have come in my Father's name and with his power. We've got to be careful and discerning in these times that we are not just taking anybody. You you know what I'm saying? Is what are they representing? What are they reflecting? Themselves? What power? What authority? Because when somebody comes in their own name and their own authority and their own power, they're going to try and control to keep it. To keep you in that. And we've got to be careful of that. We're going to have to be led by the Spirit of God. We're going to have to know the greater one. I want to encourage you, you know, start confessing every day. The greater one lives on the inside of me. I'm from him. I belong to him. And I know his voice. He's directing me. He's teaching me and he's guiding me. And he's showing me things to come every day. Because we're going to need that. It was interesting, I heard somebody talking about at 9-11, so many Christians, there was supposed to be, I don't know how many thousands of people in that vicinity and in that building. And it was like God interrupted so many people's lives at that point in time that they weren't there. Things just happen thing you know God just one guy one guy was walking to down the road where that building is and suddenly heard the spirit of God say to him run and he just started running and the building fell. Afterwards. And he just ran because God told him to. We've got to get to the place where. You know it's not just. We're hearing this audible voice of God say, but we, we know the greater one on the inside of us is nudging us, directing us, impressing upon us, showing us what to do. We belong to Him. You belong to Him. You're of Him. Find your identity in Him, not a man. Not a man. I don't care how big and great the ministry is. I don't care how big their name is. I don't care how powerful you think they are. You are powerful because you have the greater one on the inside of you. And I'm not talking about being rebels. I'm not talking about, you know, you setting up your own ministry in that sense. Oh, I I I don't need anybody. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about as sons of God, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. You have got a purpose in the earth. And no, it's not to set up a ministry so you can earn more money. Or because you you don't want to do anything else. It's so that you you can bring and represent the presence of God, the kingdom of God, where you are today. Where God has planted you. What are you doing to bring life to those around you? But to bring life to them, you've got to change this thing. We're going to have to shift this paradigm. The stuff I'm talking about right now today, it's not about you and what you think and it's it's a shift of paradigm I know that I can see when people come and when people go because you know oh, I don't agree with this and you know who doesn't agree with it the leaders the leaders the ones who want it the ones who want to be in control the ones who who want to you know somebody who doesn't own anything doesn't care what they lose and what they keep they don't care because they know who they are. One who represents the kingdom of God. Truly represents the kingdom of God. It's not moved by numbers. It's not moved by people. It's not moved by what they can control and don't control. The leaders are unhappy when, when I talk about these things. Because they, it's like, you're taking away my my paradigm. Yes, I am. I'm challenging the paradigm. I'm challenging you to th- rethink where you are right now. I'm challenging you to rethink and to exercise your mindset so that you change your thinking. And you start telling people you belong to God, not to me. The Father, you belong to the Father. And he he sent me to you with authority and power. Receive me because I'm going to direct you back to him, not to me, not to my ministry, not to build what I want to build. I'm here to help you build you, to build you, to get you back to him, to get you back to belonging to him, to get you back to your place where you understand that greater is he that is in you it doesn't matter what famine you face what hunger is in the world it doesn't matter how 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 much disease is around it doesn't matter how much lack is in the world it doesn't matter what's going on it doesn't matter how many wars rumors of wars it doesn't matter what biological pandemics are going on you belong to god and He is greater in you than all the stuff in the world. When you can say that, and is that like whether you stay, whether you walk with me or not walk with me? You know, there was this one leader um, that kind of like, you know, if if you stay around, I'm going to lose everything. Saying, I you can't lose everything because I don't want anything. I don't want it. I don't want what you what is yours. If it's yours, you're in trouble. That's why you're trying to protect it. That's why you're fighting, and criticizing and judging to protect it because it's yours. I don't have anything. And he he then proceeded to tell one young guy, um, one young couple. He said, either you f- with him or you with me, but you can't be both. And so the guy came to me and he said, what do you say? And I said. I've got nothing for you to come to. There's nothing to be with here. I'm just offering you a relationship. And that's it. If you want to if you want to walk in relationship, then hey, I'm available. But I've got nothing. I've got no organization. I've got no vision. My vision is to help you find your vision. That's it. I got there's nothing else. I don't I don't have a ministry. You see, these terms have got wacky, man. we got so wacky. My ministry, my church, my people, my disciples, my sons. We've become possessive and we fight and we, we will do whatever religion demands. We'll go to war to keep it. If it's not yours, it'll never be yours. It'll, you'll never maintain yours. Love doesn't walk in that way. Kingdom of God is nothing about that. Kingdom of God is everything about Him. It belongs to the Father. Jesus knew that. He said, I have kept what belongs to you, Father. What you have given is what I've I've been able to protect. And that's what's important. That's what's important. So, I really want to encourage you in this time, we, we're talking about stuff right now, that in this time we have to walk in these things. And listen, let me tell you something, we're going into times when all of this is going to be shaken. All your systems, all the organizations, all your ministries and things are going to be shaken. Where These things are not going to become, be important anymore. Where we're going to have the Word on one side and we're going to have to have the Spirit of God on the other side. Where we're going to have to. Now's the time. Don't wait until you're there. Change it now. Change your mindset now. Change how you think now. God, and preserve your mindset now. So that it determines the course of your life. Determines the course of your effectiveness, of your impact as a leader as a as a disciple, as a believer in in people's lives now, as the church. So I've gone a little longer than I anticipated, but again, these are just things that are so on my heart and that I really wanted to share with you and encourage you with it. So Gamma, thank you for hopping on and uh, for your comment and as if absolutely. Amen. I appreciate the blessings. Uh, be strong in, in what you're doing and uh, really, I just feel like these are the things that we've got to be sharing, got to be settling in our lives right now. We cannot afford to have people have to follow us. They've got to, you know, what do they do when they alone? What do they do? What do they do when, they, you know, when the pandemic hit? Um. And people were going like, "We can't go to church." You know what are we going to do? Who's going to feed us? You know, and I said, "Where the this just reveals the the weakness of leaders and the weakness of the the equipping gifts the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers." Why haven't they been equipping people to actually do the work of the ministry? Not for them, not for their ministry. But for the kingdom of God, why why aren't they equipped? Why aren't people able to to care for for others? And they don't need the church. They don't need to go to a meeting. We we were having these big battles. We are going to have a meeting. We're going to have church, and and you know we'll go to prison for for you know. And it's just like what what did the Book of Acts do when when they were persecuted? They just went everywhere, met from home to home. What, what do the, the Christians in, in, in Iran do? That, that's the fastest growing church in the world. The most vibrant. Having, if you want, revival, that's it. It's just, there's such an awakening there. But why is it happening? It's not because they have meetings in big buildings with pastors and, and sound systems and, and prayer, you know, big intercessory prayer meetings and worship teams and stuff. They don't have that but yet God is moving more than ever before why and moving you know is like the the Spirit of God is touching people's lives and they're getting saved and healed and all sorts of stuff is happening incredible what about China where there's 25,000 people getting saved a day you know what happens there they can't go to big church meetings what happens there what are you going to do what are you going to do what are you going to do when that hits you, <laughs> what do what do you people do? What what do the people do that you you've been training and teaching for years and years and years? Are they, are they so dependent on you? Do you need to be need needed? Somebody asked me the other day. He's like, um, you know, why why don't those people contact you more? I said, hey, it's up when they need me in the sense of when they need the input, they need they want to connect and relationship more. I'm here, but if they're not connecting that's fine. They found they found another source. It's just God will bring somebody else into their life. I don't need to be needed. That's that's what Jesus did. How can Jesus in 3 years accomplish what most pastors cannot accomplish in 50? To leave and change the world in 3 years. Three years. I said to my friend Steve on Friday, I said, you know, I, I don't just want to do stuff for the sake of doing it. I don't want to just step into another ministry or another church kind of situation or another group or another meeting for the sake of meeting and then work for the next 30 years to prove that I'm, I'm accomplishing something. I, I did that. I did that for 20 years. Now I I want to be in a place where if God moves me into into that kind of situation, three years, three years, that's it. I want to be able to make an impact in three years that they don't need me anymore. Where I can walk away and they change their world. Does that make sense? So 1 John chapter 4 verse 4, you belong. To God, you are of Him. Your source is in Him, not man. And you have, you have. Listen to this: overcome the agents of the ant- spirit of Antichrist in the world. You have overcome. You have authority and power. Big Be- why? Because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. The only thing about that is is mindset we need this shifted we need this changed we we know that scripture but yet we don't really know that scripture we don't live that scripture and we're going into times right now right now that it doesn't matter what man whether a past, um, a past uh, whether it's Paul or Paulus. Doesn't really matter who you belong to. (laughs) You belong to Him. And you're of Him. That's your identity. And you've overcome. You will overcome. You can prevail. But you have to be totally God-inside conscious. That what breaks on the inside begins to bring life on the outside. Okay. That's what I wanted to share with you. Taking way too much time this morning. But thank you for being with me, those and those that are... Hopping on the replay, I I pray that, you know, you'll be inspired and encouraged with this um, to change, to have the shift, to begin to get deeper into the things that matter at a time like this. We cannot be doing the same things we've always done and get different results. Cannot. It doesn't work. Jesus said, repent, change your mindset, for the kingdom of, of heaven is here. All right. until next time, this is me, Sean, saying... God bless you. Have a good week.